Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What's going on? This is Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, the podcast that is designed for students of travel. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go check out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook and Instagram. You can also check out the website, dbetravel.com, which has a list of all the episodes ever recorded, a button that makes it easy to get to the show's Patreon page, and so much more. No matter where you're listening, make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. And if you can, please rate and review. That really helps this show reach more students of travel. For anyone out there looking to visit a place with great outdoor activities, fascinating history, and some mouthwatering fudge, consider a trip to Mackinac City. Sabrina Leggio, Group Sales Director at the Mackinac City Chamber of Tourism, joins the podcast on this episode to chat about the history of the Mighty Mac, what the food in Mackinac City is like, some of her favorite places in the downtown area, and much more. Mackinac-City.com can help you plan your next trip to the Mackinac area. I definitely encourage you to visit that website and learn more about hotels, activities, and events in Mackinac City. All right, let's get to the show. Here's my interview with Sabrina. Sabrina, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Thank you so much for joining me today. How's it going? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. So, Sabrina, I want to start the show off by asking you to clear any confusion that listeners out there might have about your area of Michigan, because there's Mackinac City, which you represent. There's Mackinac Island, which is a unique destination close to you. And between the city and the island, the Mackinac's are actually spelled differently. So can you tell us where exactly Mackinac City is and the difference between Mackinac City and Mackinac Island? Yes. Yeah, so Mackinac City is actually on the tip of the lower peninsula of Michigan, just south of the bridge. And Mackinac Island actually gets its name from the Native American word Michel Mackinac, which means the place of the great turtle, because Mackinac Island actually looks like a turtle from far away. But when the French came, there was more of a French influence on the area. And they're like, this name is way too long. So they cut it down to Mackinac, but they spelled it with an A-C at the end because in French, that's how you pronounce the A, which looks like sounds like A-W. And then that's what they named everything. Like that's how they spelled it was with A-C at the end. But then when Mackinac City came to be, they um, it was more of a British influence at that point. And they're like, this makes no sense to spell it that way. Like the art, like we're going to read it with an AW at the end. So like might as well just spell it that way. So that's why Mackinac city is the only one that's spelled differently. And then even though like the Mackinac bridge was built after Mackinac city was founded, they wanted to still honor that traditional spelling, which is why that's with the AC at the end. Cool. Well, thanks for clearing that up. And you just brought up the bridge and I want to kind of get into that. Um, because it is the Mackinac Bridge is so iconic, and I know it's called the Mighty Mac sometimes. Um, it's super big and broke records when it was built back in the 50s. Can you maybe talk a little bit about the history of the Mighty Mac and why it's so iconic to your area? So the Mackinac Bridge actually has a super interesting background. Um, reason being is because the concept of the bridge goes all the way back to the 1880s um, when the Brooklyn Bridge was built. So when that was announced that that was built... Everybody in the area was like, why can't we have a bridge like that up here to connect us to the lower and upper peninsula? 
So this was a project that kept trying to be brought up, but because of lack of funding and then um, also with wars, it just kept getting pushed back. So it wasn't built until 1957, and it was actually engineered and designed by David Steinman, who had designed over 400 other bridges in the world. But the Mackinac Bridge was definitely his greatest accomplishment. The reason being is because it became so iconic, but also because of the structure of it, it's actually overbuilt. Engineers say that now from like a building standpoint, because when they constructed it, they actually built it to withstand nuclear blasts that were close by. So like anybody that's worried about crossing the bridge shouldn't be because <laughs> it is way too, even though it sways, it's definitely built. But the other interesting concept about, which is why it's so iconic, is even if you look at the license plates in Michigan now, they're all the Mackinac Bridge. Like, that is a symbol of Michigan. And the other great thing it did is it actually united Michigan with the Lower and Upper Peninsula, not only in terms of, like, trade, but also in terms of culture. So that it definitely made Michigan, in a sense, like, by uniting those two areas, because before it was just way too much of a hassle to get by. So it's actually interesting now that people, even if they don't have to go to the upper or lower peninsula, if they're near it, they'll pay that bridge fare just to be like, yep, I've been on the Mackinac Bridge. I've crossed it. So um, and also for the fact that like every Labor Day, there is the Mackinac Bridge walk. That's the only time that people can actually walk the bridge and they like close lanes to do so. And people from all over the world will come just to walk the bridge. So um, it's definitely become a staple in the area and it's quite iconic. Very cool. You know, I'd love to learn a little bit more about downtown Mackinac City. What can you tell me about the sites and shopping that can be found in the downtown area? So um, the downtown is great because not only is there plenty of shopping options, but, but there's plenty of historical sites to check out. So in terms of shopping, I always recommend people to go to the cross Mackinac Crossings because it not only has like a Victorian influence on in all the buildings, but there's over 50 shops and they're all specialty stores. So you can find places where they forge metal, like even metal from the Mackinac Bridge. And there's other places where they make moccasins and other places where they make jewelry or your classic fudge and candy store. So there's definitely something for everybody to find from all ages and interests. Like there's even medieval shops, like things that you wouldn't really find other places. Um, and of course, your classic like souvenir stores, like you'll find those as well, but they're all unique from one another. So I definitely always suggest people to go there because there's usually like live music or live entertainment. And sometimes they hold different like festivals as well. So one weekend you'll find a bunch of bikers and another people, another weekend you'll find people dressed all up in medieval gowns. So like you just don't know what you're going to find. So I always tell people, go check it out. And in terms of like historical sites to see, um, one that I always recommend people to go check out is the Icebreaker Mackinac Maritime Museum. So that icebreaker was actually built um, during World, World War II for steel production. They had to continue it, but because of the winters, the lake would completely be frozen over. So they're like, okay, we're going to stop other things and focus on this iceberg to make sure that we can get that steel production going to help with the war. So that was extremely crucial for the war. And I always tell people, go check it out because it's so cool to see where um the people that were working on the ship where they slept where they ate and just to see how massive the ship is so that's something i always tell people go check out and of course we have colonial michelin Mackinac, which is a fort there's right next to it there's the Mackinac old point lighthouse we also have like a dark sky park in town and there's only a few in the world and dark sky parks if you're not familiar with them 
and they have absolutely no light pollution. So you can see the constellations really clearly. And actually for the past few weeks, um, we've seen a lot of Northern lights lately. So that's wow. always cool to check out, especially if you've never seen it before. Yeah. So we're very fortunate that we do get to see that. And that's like, it doesn't only have to be in the winter. We've seen it in the summer as well, but lately we've been seeing it a lot more frequently, which is insane. Another thing I really recommend for people to check out that's also right downtown is there's the Mackinac Bay Trading Company. And within there, there's a fudging candy store. There's a restaurant known Oasis, but also there's the Mackinac Island Brew House, which Mackinac is this area with when it rains, you have to kind of be creative about what to do because so many things are outdoor to check out. So actually in the... Um, Magna Island Brew House, not only do they brew their own beer, but they have hundreds of different Michigan wines and Michigan craft beers. So that's definitely a place to go and try them, you know, make your own six pack, but definitely a fun, you know, thing to do when it's raining, even if it's not raining, it's always fun to try that kind of stuff out. So those are just some of the things I really recommend for people to go see and shop and just check out when they're in the area. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so much you just mentioned. It's it's really cool. I had no idea that there was so much up there. Can we, I mean, you talked about this a little bit, but can we get into the food scene a little bit more? Because, you know, I, anytime I travel, I really enjoy eating at local places. Um, what are some popular restaurants for visitors and what's the food scene like in Mackinac City? So I think people would actually be surprised to find out how diverse the food scene is in Mackinac City. I mean, like most of the time when people here in Northern Michigan, they're thinking like pasties and whitefish, which you will find in the area, that's for sure. But you can find cuisine, like you have your standard bar food, but you also have your fine dining seafood, your Italian, but also like Jamaican, Mexican, Asian, like things that you wouldn't really expect to find in a small town. In terms of like, my personal favorite restaurants my top one would have to be the hook it's the only restaurant that's right on the water like right on the marina so it's stunning to see but they also with the whitefish they do a fun little twist where they are the only ones i've actually seen do this but they make whitefish rangoons in-house and i always tell people you've got to try this because there's nothing quite like it and they i probably tried their entire menu and never had a bad dish so that's the place I always tell people to check out. Another one right across the street is Nona Lisa's, that Italian restaurant I was talking about. And this year they're actually revamping their entire menu. Like they're already authentic, but they're going even further, like having squidding pasta. Um, they're going to do tropino soup, like things that you don't really find other areas. And that place is unique because it's like a very rustic looking Italian restaurant because there's actually taxidermy all throughout, which is interesting um like you'll find zebras inside like all these things from all over the world which is quite like it's just different not your usual italian scene and then down the road there's dixie saloon which is actually the busiest restaurant from saginaw michigan north and they brew their own beer that's like kind of the local hot spot and also where everybody else goes because they always have live music they brew their own beer and they actually make bison burgers made from uh, like the bison's used from a farm that's 15 minutes away from Mackinac. So it's all very locally produced. So those would be like my top three places to check out if you ever come to the area. And, you know, I feel like we can't talk about Mackinac without talking about the delicious fudge in your area. What is it that makes the fudge from Mackinac City so delicious? And tell us about some of the fudge shops visitors can go to for a sweet treat. So the reason why Mackinac's fudge is so unique is because you're not just tasting it. It's also a show that you're watching because they make it in such large batches, which isn't normal when you go to other places. 
and they do it on these marble slabs. So the marble slabs actually give it a unique taste and texture, which is why it tastes slightly different. But also when you're just walking into a fudge shop, you will always see people just slabbing like these hundreds of pounds of fudge just on these giants. So it just looks insane which is why it does so well. Um, and this goes all the way back to like the 1880s when the Murdoch family went to the island and they opened up a candy store and they started doing this. And at the time, people were like, okay, that's weird, but I want in on it. So there was more fudge shops that came out up to be. And now there's dozens of fudge shops if you look between um, Mackinac City and Mackinac Island. Um, my personal favorite would have to be Devon's Fudge. They're actually located in Mackinac City. But the reason being, I always tell people this, most fudge, it goes hard after like a few days. But Devin's, he really like tweaked his recipe where it can become like a shelf stable fudge that you can enjoy. Because it's kind of hard to indulge in a pound of fudge by yourself <laughs> within a few days before it gets to that hard point. So um, with all the conventions I've gone to, I always bring Devin's fudge. And even if there's other people in the area that bring their fudge as well. They always come back and tell us your guys' is the best fudge because like it's still like soft and creamy and everything. So I always tell people buy some of his fudge because it really he does do an amazing job. So that is my little two cents about the fudge. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, you know, I've heard that Mackinac City has some really great options when it comes to hotels. You, of course, are very familiar with the hotels. Talk about the range of accommodation options visitors have when they stay in Mackinac City. So um, there definitely is quite a few different hotels to choose from. Most of them are located right on Lake Huron, which is amazing because most people don't wake up to be on like the fresh, clear water of Lake Huron, especially to enjoy that, you know, the sun, the sunrise. And also on like Fridays and Sundays during the summer, there's fireworks that are lit off right from the barge behind those hotels, like on the water. So you have a great view of that too. But um, besides the view, you're also in walking distance to all the things downtown. So like, it's not crucial to have a car when you are visiting the area because you can just see everything, which is perfect. Um, but in terms of like style, you will find Victorian style buildings to very rustic log cabins all along the same strip. And then some hotels have water parks inside, which is perfect for people traveling with families. Again, if it's raining outside, that's another great activity to enjoy. But yeah, the, there's definitely a big range in terms of price tiers too. So there's definitely for something for everybody to find as well. And they're all, like I said, very conveniently located to restaurants, the ferries and the beaches as well, because something that Mackinac city has that the island doesn't are sandy beaches. The island only has, they have beautiful water, but they have their rocks. The Mackinac city has plenty of nice sandy beaches that I always recommend people check out because they're just so clean that you can't find in most places that you go visit nowadays. So something to utilize for sure. Well, I mean, there's obviously a ton of things to do as we kind of just talk through this whole podcast so far in Mackinac City. But I know a lot of people who visit Mackinac City will carve out some time to take the ferry over to Mackinac Island for that unique experience. Can you just quickly talk a little bit about, you know, what visitors can find on the island? So I always recommend people to go to Mackinac Island. It is definitely one of the unique treasures um, in the United States. The reason being is um, Mackinac Island does not have any cars whatsoever. They just have horse and buggies and most people have bikes. So that's how they get around. Um, the other thing to really you know go check out is just the architecture in general. So they have a very strict rule that everything has to be in a Victorian style. 
um, just to keep that timeless feeling, which is great. But there, um, besides the architecture and the all the horses and everything, there's plenty of activities to do in the area. So I always tell people, go do the carriage tour because they'll make sure that you will see like all, all the big attractions that Mackinac Island has to offer, like the Grand Hotel and um, Arch Rock, like these things that you really don't see other places. I also recommend people to rent bikes. So I go to Mackinac Island frequently and I actually like, I love first to go to the pink pony and get like a few run runners and then go bike. <laughs> probably what you shouldn't do, but I always tell people it makes things a bit more exciting, but the Island is eight miles around. So it actually goes by pretty quick, but if you don't want to do that, there's a lot of cool trails to go within the Island, which is another super fun activity that you can just go exploring on your own. Something else that is on the Island is Fort Mackinac. There's also um, the original butterfly house. So definitely something for everyone to go and check out. But yeah, overall, Mackinac Island is a super unique place. And I always tell people, go visit it. And like more than likely, they always come back like year, like year after year or they make sure to bring their kids back. This is just something that you have to see once in your lifetime. So you, of course, are the group sales director for the Mackinac City Chamber of Tourism. And at Mackinac-City.com, there's a ton of information about hotels, events, and more. Let the listeners know more about the Mackinac City Chamber of Tourism and how you can help groups looking to visit Mackinac City. In terms of groups, something that I offer that nobody else does is I am a one-stop shop. So groups, they come to me and they basically just tell me everything they want to do, everything they want to eat. And I do that all for them for no extra cost, um, just because I know how, like, you know, nerve wracking it is to be in charge of so many people and to plan a trip, especially in an area that you've never been before. And I've actually lived here my entire life. So I always tell people, like, I know what to do and what is fun and what isn't and where are good spots to eat and which aren't. So I really try to make it as easy as possible for everybody to come to the area and to not spend any unnecessary money if they don't have to. So that is the main goal. We just want everybody to have the best time possible, but also just make it worry free. So overall, that's what we try to do. So Sabrina, I do have one final question for you today. Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. So I want to ask you, are you someone that would consider yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, can you share like a lesson or something you've taken away from travel? So I definitely see myself as being a student of travel. I love to travel the world and something that I always try to do or at least recommend people to do is just take every opportunity is that it possible in the area so if a food sounds weird try it if an activity sounds weird but everybody's recommending just try it like i've gone to many places and i've been skeptical about certain things where i'm like i don't know if that's for me or i don't think i'd feel comfortable to just do it because especially if that's the only place that offers that i always tell people just try it you know at least to say that you've done it or, you know, I, it's just, like I said, I've been to many places and I, I've tried things like food wise. I'm like, oh, never again. Or some <laughs> of the activities that scared me where I'm like, I will never do that again. But I'm just glad I'm able to say I've done it. So over here we have things like zip lining. So like people or, or even parasailing. So like people are like super scared of heights. Like, I don't think I could do that. But like, how cool is it to say that you parasail next to the Mackinac Bridge or to say that you went zip lining over Mill Creek, a historical site. So 
that's just some, that's a, like my biggest advice for people to do is just take every opportunity possible within every area that you travel, because you don't know the next time you'll be able to go again or to experience that specific thing. I love that. And I think, you know, you know, if you practice that, it can leave memories that'll last a lifetime. So I think that's a fantastic answer, Sabrina. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you talking about Mackinac City. Thank you for having me. I always love talking about Mackinac City. So I really appreciate this opportunity. A big DBE thank you to Sabrina for taking the time to join the show. And listeners, make sure to visit Mackinac-City.com to learn more about visiting the area. Remember to check out Group Experience to learn how to build your travel tribe. You can find more info about Group Experience in the show notes. And don't forget to give them a like on Facebook. Destinations Beyond Expectations is on Facebook as well. And you can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Wherever you listen, if you don't mind rating and reviewing the show, that's really helpful. And if you love the show, share it with a friend. One more thing, go ahead and like a Facebook page called Group Travel Odyssey. On Thursdays, I'm part of a live stream that focuses on a particular destination and describes what groups can do there. And you can watch that stream by going to Facebook and liking the Group Travel Odyssey page. Well, that is all I've got for this week. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.